Hi there. I'm Katie Riggs. I'm a 40-year-old OCD book club dropout who believes that there is never a bad time for bubbly. And I'm Amanda Cook. I'm a travel junkie who's always up for an adventure and fueled by tacos and margaritas. Welcome to our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2022. It's a new year, and I cannot believe it. Um, I was just telling someone the other day that I feel like I was writing a piece. I was writing a, a blog for my company's website, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a urine review blog. And I feel like we were literally just like saying good riddance to 2020, and then all of a sudden it's like 2021 20, is over. I don't, it's like this weird pandemic time warp. I don't, I don't know. I feel like everyone feels like that though. So it is officially 2022. We are in a new year, which usually means in my opinion, the dreaded process of those new year's resolutions and sticking to them. Um, and Amanda and I just wanted to spend some time this month to tackle what are considered kind of the top four or five, um, new year's resolutions and how we are going to be I guess, molding or shaping or changing our lives this year around those resolution type ideas, but how we're going to be setting goals um, and forming healthy habits as opposed to just throwing a resolution out there and praying it sticks, which is, I feel like what so many people do. Um, And so just really spending some time tackling those, we're going to kind of count down for you from, from like the bottom five to the, to the number one, most typical resolutions that people set each and every year. I'm sure a lot of you can guess what's in that top five. Um, but we're going to count those kind of back and then talk about what we're doing around those areas and about setting some goals and, um, just really keeping yourself on track. Yeah. So we're going to start, like Katie said, from the bottom. So we're going to talk about just two today. Um, number four and five on that list. Um, obviously, there are many, many, many things that people think about as they go into the new year. Um, so these are just the most common ones that we found um, based on our limited research. But um, so we'll talk about that. Um, the other thing I know, Katie already mentioned this, but you know, when you think about goals, sometimes they can be overwhelming. Um, and I also know that sometimes when we achieve those goals, we stop working towards anything or start, you know, stop working (laughs) towards maintaining that. And so um, that's why, you know, we want to talk today about, you know, setting habits and actually incorporating some of that activity into your life for an ongoing um, time so that you don't achieve something and give, you know, give up or, you know, or you don't achieve something and you give up. So either way, we're trying, we want to help get people to where they want to be for 2022. Um, So I'm going to start with uh, number five, which is self-care. So a lot of people are thinking about self-care now. I think this is actually probably maybe not been as common as it has um, in the past. I think it's a lot more common now, just given the, the pandemic and this extended period of time where we're all thinking about how we can do self-care, um, whether it's the job market, the economy, the pandemic, and it's um, people are just taking note of, you know, what their self-care looks like. And I know that self-care looks different for everybody. Um, I know for myself, self-care is uh, planning trips and having something to look forward to. I know a friend posted something the other day and tagged me in it because she was like, this applies to my friend Amanda, which is, um, you know, she always has a trip planned, but she knows where she's going afterwards. 
So, um, you know, while having something planned is great, I like to have something planned afterwards. So I have something else to look forward to as soon as that is over. Um, but like I said, self-care looks different for everybody. Um, so I, this year, I am hoping, and whether COVID uh, throws a wrench in this or not, I don't know, to pick up that travel bug again. Um, I already have several trips planned in the first quarter of um, 2022. So um, I know how lucky I am and how um, the opportunity that I have to be able to do that. And not everybody has that, but I do have something every month for the first quarter of the year, um, which is really good for my mental health. Um, so I've already got that worked out. Uh, Katie, what are you thinking about for self-care in 2022? Um, so I have a, a couple of things. I just feel like we went through a big like move that's put us into temporary housing and a big time of transition in the fall. And I am a wellness junkie, as we've talked about a lot on this podcast, but through all of that, like so many things have gotten askew just because our life has been kind of upside down and everyone's schedules are all weird now. So two big ones for me is I used to be really, really great at meal prepping every Sunday and spending the time to do that. I'm trying to involve the kids when I could. Um, and it's, that's just gone completely by the wayside as of about September, um, which just means the weeks are harder and the nights are harder, especially with kids that are involved in activities on weeknights. So, um, for me, self-care is having the ease of that week a little bit. And also knowing that I can eat healthy and fuel my body properly without having to make decisions on the fly, because that I am guilty as charged just like everyone else. If I make decisions on the fly, I will just go to QDOBA. I will just go wherever. Um, now I'll make the healthiest choice I can there, but you're still eating out. So you're spending money. You shouldn't be spending. Um, you likely have food at your house. You could be eating and you're probably not fueling your body the way you could. So for me, it's getting back to, um, meal prepping. So instead of doing the grocery order on Sundays, I'll probably be doing the grocery order on like Saturday and then figuring out, spending some time on Saturday to figure out like what those meals will be for the week and then go ahead and prepping again on Sundays. Um, so that's just a huge, like it's, it makes me feel better. I eat better. Um, I feel less stressed during the week. And so that's something, um, for myself, we've even done meal, um, meal services before. And that may be something I get back to as well. I like to use those just to supplement because I am a creature of habit. And while I love to cook, I'm very busy. So I don't venture out too terribly often. Like we eat a lot of the same stuff, even if I meal prep. And so I may look at doing a, like a meal service just for like one or two dinners a week so that Rob and I can get something a little unique thrown in the mix. It doesn't cause a lot of extra headache or time or money. Um, so that's number one. Um, that's on the personal front. On the professional front for my self-care, I made the difficult decision um, a few weeks ago to contact Miles' current preschool. He normally goes to preschool right now, just Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And it's full-day preschool now, which has helped a lot, but I've had the blessing of taking on two additional clients um, in the month of December of last year. And I physically am just at capacity for time. And so he is going to be starting preschool on the third for four days a week. And so that will get me an additional, you know, six, eight hours, about six until Frankie gets off the bus dedicated time a week. And so for me, that is self-care because it will just allow me more dedicated work time, which will help 
just cut back on stress in general and increase productivity. And when I feel like I can do a good job at my job, then I feel better in general. So while those are kind of bigger things that I'll be doing, I think there's a lot of self-care things like Amanda said, you can filter in through your life and they don't have to be huge. They don't have to be, I mean, it can be standing in the sunshine once a day for 10 minutes. If you're in a place that gets done in January, we are not, <laughs> um, but they don't have to be big, but it's making sure that you are taking care of yourself and creating habits around those. So for example, like I said, with the, with the meal prep, editing, when the groceries come, um, making that a habit, getting that set up early, spending some time, dedicating some time on Saturday to figure out what those meals are going to look like so that you're prepared and just kind of creating a habit around that so that I stick to that. And for my other self-care item, I mean, it's done, it's sealed. So we're, <laughs> we're committed and, and we owe the money. <laughs> so, um, so those are two of my, my big items for self-care this year. Yeah, I think it's really important um, you brought up something because we've talked about self-care a lot on previous podcasts. And, um, you know, we've talked about how they don't have to be big. They can be small things. They can be free things. They can be um, cheap things. Or maybe it's something big that you're looking forward to. But, you know, a couple of things we've talked about in the past is just, you know, driving alone, listening to music or, um, you know, with the windows down or, you know, just taking some time to veg out on the couch and watch your favorite show or taking a bath by yourself or lighting some candles. Even if you are working or something, you know, lighting a candle that smells good and makes you, makes you feel better. Um, and so it's just really important to, you know, figure out the things that make you happy and bring you joy. Um, I think we've, we've, advise people to make a list in the past and, you know, figure out the things that bring you joy, whether it's big or small, keep that list handy. And uh, especially when you're feeling like you need something, need some time to yourself or need something to help you relax or release some of that anxiety or stress or something in your life to take a look at that list and do what you can do. Um, You know, maybe you have 10 minutes and maybe you have two hours, but, you know, there's always something that you can do. And so finding that joy and taking a moment for yourself on a regular basis and not feeling guilty about it. You know, self-care isn't selfish. We've said that a dozen times before. Um, So, you know, making it a habit to think, you know, think about yourself and, you know, put yourself first at times, especially when you need it and, and making sure you don't get to that point. Like, you know, if you get to a point where you need it, then you need to take a step back and, and maybe address something beforehand. So like getting to that point is really hard to, to come back from that. And so um, taking a minute and making a habit out of making yourself important. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And on that note, we'll move to what is typically in the, the number four spot for resolutions, which would be finding a new job or starting a job search or a big career move. I know for myself, I won't be making any huge career moves this year, um, but I have set up some, I guess, financial and business goals that are already um, loosely outlined. My goal is to get those more defined come the beginning of the year and get them just really mapped out and what I'm going to be doing in each of those, for each of those areas in order to help me achieve those goals. But Amanda, do you have anything you want to share first on the career front before I dive into my, I guess, business? Sure. Sure. Um, You know, and I don't, I don't know if I'll be making any career moves this year. I'm always open to career moves. So we'll see. But 
Um, but I also think you can do things, even if you're, you're not leaving your job or not, you know, not making a career change or something like that. So really thinking about what, what you're doing in your, your current job and how you can improve mm-hmm. that area, you know, whether it's learning a new skill or adding, adding to an account or developing a product or service that you're, you're working on and making that, um, more valuable to your company or your job, looking at processes and seeing where you can streamline things and operations um, that make your job easier at the end of the day. Um, you know, not only is that going to be good for you, but it's going to help your coworkers so they can thank you later. But leadership, yeah, so even if I would add looking, leadership to that for yeah. sure. That list. Yeah. So even if you're not thinking about changing jobs or changing careers, or, you know, maybe you're thinking about starting your own company, whatever it is, but um, it doesn't have to be big. And it, if you are like Katie and I, who put a lot of stock in our professional lives, making advancements in your professional life can be very gratifying and satisfying mm-hmm. from a, a personal and emotional standpoint for us. So I can understand people who would like to make career changes or would like to get promotions or uh, change a job. I think there's actually... I'm not surprised that this is on the list. I'm surprised it's not higher this year because there seems to be a Mm -hmm. whole lot of people who are looking to change jobs. You know, the pandemic changed a lot of dynamics and it's just one of those things where like, there are a lot of people out there looking for jobs and, um, you know, maybe you don't want to go back to the office. Maybe you're struggling with the, the mandate to get vaccinated. Maybe you're struggling with being forced back to the office after working from home. And, and I think a lot of people are thinking about how um, their work dynamic has changed since they've worked from home and and they're not willing to put up with things that they have in the past Mm -hmm. because they are taking self-care and making it a priority Mm -hmm. uh, for themselves. And so I think there are a lot of people out there that might be doing that this year. Um, There seems to be a lot of people hiring seems to be a lot of people looking for jobs. So yeah, I think that this is something that a lot of people are going to be doing this year. Yeah. And I think Amanda, you had a lot of really great points that, you know, everyone always thinks of like career as moving or changing or leaving whatever it is, but, you know, Amanda and I both spent um, about the same amount of time at a company that we both did a lot while we were there in order to kind of control our destiny as much as you can, right? Like we didn't own the companies and we did have bosses, but at the end of the day, we, because we're motivated and it was important to us, we did what we could in order to make that job as much of a career for us as possible. So we, you know, continue to stay involved in organizations and associations that made sense for the career paths that we had. We continued to better ourselves by getting designations. We tried to better the organizations we worked for, not just ourselves, but better the organizations we worked for or the processes of our overall company. And I think that the great thing about like Amanda said, focusing on some of those things is that you're not focused on the carrot of a bigger salary or promotion or a new job, but by focusing on some of those other things, you usually get noticed for those things. You could naturally just get a raise or a bonus or, you know, be elevated in a level of position because people start to see you as a leader and and a game changer inside your organization. And so finding happiness in your current organization doesn't always have to be moving out um, in order to do that. Now, sometimes that's necessary and we recognize that and you need to build, you know, before you just make the leap, I was, some of you maybe can afford to just make the leap if that's what you feel like you need to do, but building 
um, a plan around it is the same, you know, as trying to lose weight or as trying to save money to buy a house. Like you've got to form a plan in order to grow or change your career. And if you don't go at it with a plan and treat it like a job, then you won't be successful. And I think that that's just pretty much the way it is. And so I would say, whether you're looking to move out or just move up or just better your situation, make sure that your voice is heard in an appropriate way and put a plan around what it is that you want. And I would also say for far too long young in my career, I was focused on the number that came with the position that I was in. And I put a lot of my value in what that salary was. And in reality, like I would say most people are probably would be disappointed if your value lies specifically around your salary, because you will always feel that, or most people I think would feel that they are more valuable than what somebody is paying them. And if that's all that you're looking at, and that's what you're judging your position, your happiness, your career by, it's going to take a long time to find real happiness, because I can tell you that you can move to another company and the number might be bigger initially but eventually that won't be good enough either, right? So I think it's just really putting a plan around what's important to you and what you're seeking in your employment or in your career and then building a foundation around that and setting goals around that, whether it's, I want more flexibility and freedom because I want to work, but I also want to travel more. Okay, well, maybe you're not looking for a raise at your current company. You're just looking for the opportunity to work remotely 100% of the time, or maybe you're not looking for a new company that's going to pay you more money, but that will offer that flexibility if your current role doesn't have it. And so just being really specific about what you're looking for, and it doesn't always have to be the dollar amount. I think the less you focus on the dollar amount, the more naturally the bigger dollar comes. I mean, I think that mm-hmm. that's what's crazy about it. When I looked for a new position after being in a company for 11 years, I was just looking, you know, I was like, I want to put I had a couple of real specific things. I was like, I want to work at an international company and I want to put that on my resume, right? Like I want to work for another international company. It's been over 11 years since I've worked for a global company. I want to work with teams across the, across the ocean, you know, and grow culturally in that way um, in order to communicate with people in different cultures and communities. And I want to do something. I want to go into an area of business I've never been in. I want to do exactly what I'm good at doing, but I want to go do it somewhere where I've never done it before. And I did both of those things. Now a, a higher dollar came with that. It wasn't substantial, Um, but it was higher dollar, but that wasn't the reason I took the position I took because it wasn't enough money to change much, right? When you, when you break $5,000 out over 12 months salary, it it really isn't very much. So if that's the only reason you're leaving and you've got a good thing going, you might want to consider how you can grow within, um, instead of growing out. Yeah. Well, and I, I would also second that, um, that making more money does not equate to more happiness and, Uh, just because someone's willing to pay you more does not mean that they're going to be a better work environment for you. Um, And so it's really important that if you're looking for a job just to make more money, you still have to do your due diligence to make sure that that job is going to be the right fit for you. Um, Because there is nothing worse because I'll admit I've made this mistake. There's nothing worse than going to a new job for more money and overlooking a lot of red flags that Mm -hmm. um, should have stood out to me because I was blinded by my interest. I don't even know if it's interest, but blinded by the thought of making more money that it had to be a better job, better job, better title, better company. And so 
you know, I know a lot of people going into 2022 are looking into, you know, buying houses or, you know, saving money or getting out of debt or things like that. And, you know, part of that might be that you have to get a new job that pays you more money um, in order to make some headway or make some progress towards those goals. But still, please do the due diligence that it takes to find a job or a company that is still going to be the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's really hard to get a job and then have to get another one, you know, six months to a year later. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a hard process. It's not always easy getting a job. And then, and then when you're stuck in a job that you don't want to be in, that is not the best job for you, your whole life starts to suffer for it. So, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not telling people don't get a new job just for money because I know that money motivates a lot of people, but I think it's really, just really important to think about the red flags that come up during interviews or those glass door reviews or, you know, things in the news that you hear about certain companies, you know, still do the due diligence that you have to do in order to find the right company and the right job for you. Mm-hmm. I saw something interesting the other day that you you talked about that. And I think we can probably close somewhere around here on this, but um, it said, it was like a meme that said, you asked me for three references. I want you to give me three happy employees. Like right. I want to talk to three happy employees. And I don't think it's too much when you're interviewing and I think people are doing this now more than ever. The pandemic has, like Amanda said in the beginning, changed the way people want to work. And it has changed the expectation. Um, you know, before people could grossly underpay people and they could undervalue, devalue them and not provide them the things. And people are saying no more to that, like no more, because there's no reason you should be working a 40 hour job, a 40 hour a week job, busting, busting your tail and not have decent benefits and not be able to afford rent on a moderate apartment. Like it's just unacceptable in my humble opinion. And people are feeling, I think across the board, the same way about it. Like, why am I working two jobs and I can't even afford groceries? Like, it's just, you know, it's just not fair. And also they don't want to be in negative work environments or put up with sexual harassment or, any sort of discrimination or harassment, which does still exist in culture, sadly. Um, And so I think it is just one of those things that it's like, you can demand to know how people really feel about their employer. You know, you could seek out people on LinkedIn that previously worked there and find out what they thought about it. You know, I have worked for three companies in the last 14, 15 years, and I would willingly share my experience on all three of those. And I'll give you the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, as a, as a person that worked there before, because I don't want anyone to not go in with their eyes wide open because you're going to hear the best of everything when you're interviewing, because they want to sell you on the company. Even if they don't plan to hire you specifically, they want you to want the job. And so you're going to hear everything that's good. Just like you're going to tell them everything that's good about you and you're not perfect either. Um, So, yeah. So I think doing your due diligence, setting up goals and realizing that you can grow within, you don't always have to grow without that growing yourself, growing your team, bettering the organization you're at. Those are all growth. And those are all um, career moves that may set you up for a bigger move in the future um, that, that can be really, really beneficial. You never know what's coming down the road. Yeah. So those are, I'm going to say the bottom resolutions of the top five, um, Mm -hmm. the bottom two. So our next episode, you'll have to come back and hear um, what the top two or three are. Um, I think it's, it's not going to be a a super shock, shock. but, um, but I think it's still important to talk about some of them because I think, like I said, goals can sometimes fall to the wayside or you achieve Mm -hmm. them and don't continue them or, 
you approach them in the wrong way. So make sure you come back for the next episode where we'll finish the list of the top two or three resolutions that we're um, going into 2022 with and find out what Katie and I are going to be doing in 2022. Um, So happy new year, everyone. I hope everyone had a happy holiday season and happy new year. And we will join you next time. Make sure you subscribe. Yes. Thanks y'all. Have a great day.